So this morning, we'd like to offer uh, the basic instructions for metta practice. So I'll speak for a little bit and give you kind of an overview for those of you who have a metta practice or have been doing this for some time. It'll be a review. And, you know, just as we listen, you might find that something goes in in a different way. Right, that you hear something, you're like, oh, that's what that is. And you just something shifts inside. So I just invite you to, to uh, listen with an open mind, even if you've been doing this practice for many years. So there are many ways to cultivate metta, to cultivate loving kindness. Uh, if we look at the original texts at the suttas, uh, we find a very kind of general instruction from the Buddha who basically said, abide pervading the all-encompassing world with a heart imbued with loving kindness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will. That's the instruction. (laughs) So, you know, okay, maybe here and there for a few moments, we can fill the whole world and our heart with love. Uh, But what happened was over the years, um, techniques developed uh, to kind of get us from here to there. And so the technique that uh, we use comes from several hundred years, maybe uh, after the Buddha. And it is done with the silent repetition of phrases and uh, a mental visualization of a person. So there are a few principles behind this practice, as we've been mentioning So the first is we're not trying to produce a certain state of mind or feeling. We're also not trying to get rid of an emotion or a feeling. So you don't have to attain something. This isn't therapy. We're not trying to fix ourselves. You don't have to forgive everyone by Wednesday. (laughs) Remember the analogy of gardening. We're cultivating the ground of our own consciousness. So the power of this practice is in the sincerity of our intent. It's the aiming of the mind towards kindness and the repetition, the willingness to just show up and begin again and aim the heart towards kindness. That's where the transformation happens. What comes next is not up to us. So what we're practicing is gathering our attention wholeheartedly just behind one phrase at a time. May you be safe. May you be happy. Just one phrase. That's the right aim for the practice. Just as Sharon was guiding yesterday with the mindfulness practice, just this breath. Same thing with the metta. Just this one phrase. So in this practice, as some of you know, we use different categories of people in our lives as a way of building towards this kind of abundant, all-pervasive kindness, just aiming towards a heart that it has the capacity to offer kindness to all. So traditionally, this practice is meant to be done in the easiest way possible. I'll say that again. (laughs) 
This practice is meant to be done in the easiest way possible. So we're invited to start wherever we feel a connection, wherever it's easy to access some kindness. In the texts, that's with oneself. For many of us today, that's not the case. My first metta retreat, the first day I was in tears, broke down crying, I can't do this. I can't wish myself well. How can I do that? That's not okay. I've done so many terrible things. So we start where it's easy. For many of us, that's with a mentor, a teacher, a relative, a pet. Any place that you feel a connection where it's easy to feel warmth towards someone. And the image that's used in the commentaries is of a mountain stream. And as the stream flows down the mountain, the water gathers in a pool. And when that pool is full, it naturally spills over and trickles down to the next pool. So that's the aim of this practice is we're just like filling the heart, just one drop at a time, where it's easy. And when it's full enough, then we move on and let it naturally spill over. There's a little bit of a kind of artificial structure to this retreat. We're here for a week. We want to kind of give you an introduction to this practice and take you through the categories. So we'll do roughly one category a day, which means the pool might not be full (laughs) by tomorrow. And that's okay. You can experiment. You can explore moving on to one category, going back to a previous one. So the categories will start with today, sometimes referred to as the easy being. So for some of us, that might be ourself, just offering kindness to ourself. For many of us, it will be someone else. Some, someone who, when you think of them, you smile inside. We're looking for a relatively uncomplicated relationship, if that exists. <laughs> Um, it's important or recommended to choose someone who's alive because if we choose someone that we care for who's passed away, oftentimes the love is very close to the grief, particularly if they've passed away recently. So choosing someone alive where it's a little bit easier often, not always, but often to feel that connection. Could be someone you know grandparent, an aunt or uncle, a teacher, a mentor, a niece or nephew. It could be someone who's inspired you. Um, it could be, if you, have, if you have trouble finding someone, it could just be a moment, like a caring moment of connection with someone. And you just focus on that one moment where you really felt and saw that person's goodness and you felt supported by them like they were helping you. Of course, all kinds of challenges can come up even with the easy being. So you say, oh, the Dalai Lama really inspires me. I'll offer metta to him. And then you start, and then all of a sudden you say, well, he doesn't need my metta. Dalai Lama's fine. Who am I to offer him metta? (laughs) What I have to offer is worthless. So remember, as I said last night, part of this practice reveals to us the places where we're not connected with metta. So it's just part of the practice to have those things come up. You can gently let go, refocus, and come back. And this practice isn't about trying to change someone. 
So if you notice yourself offering metta and then this kind of energy of control coming in, wishing they were different. May you be happy so that you're not such a pain in my (laughs) behind, you know. Okay, that's not metta. We're looking to make it really concrete rather than theoretical. So when was the last time you saw this person? How does it feel when someone gives you a hug? When someone puts their hand on your shoulder? It doesn't have to be a human being. It could be a pet. How does it feel to stroke that, that uh, creature, that being? Or when they come and cuddle up with you? So in a way, we're, like, we're listening for that, the tune of kindness in our own heart. Where have we known and felt this quality of connection and kindness in our life? So one of the things that's lovely that I enjoy about this practice is uh, it's meant to be creative in a way. We have a lot of options. It's not meant to be oppressive. It doesn't need to be a struggle. So we choose three or four phrases that are simple, that are general enough that they can apply to all different people in our life and beyond. It doesn't have to be the perfect phrase for each person. And we have options. We can explore how we offer the phrase. If we get stuck or overwhelmed, as Sharon was saying yesterday, we can always just come back to mindfulness. Just feel the body, feel the breath, take a rest. So in mindfulness practice, the anchor might be the breathing, the the experience of hearing. In loving kindness practice, we're anchoring our attention with the phrases and the sincere wish, aiming towards that sincerity of intent. So the phrase is kind of the conduit for our attention. It's the reminder that keeps guiding us back into the moment, saying, just just this phrase. So the phrases are meant to be offered in a particular way. We're exploring, what is it to wish another well? You don't get extra credit for doing more phrases. It's not a race. If you get in more, you'll somehow progress faster. Or sometimes you can have this feeling like, I have so many benefactors I need to send metta to, and I can't get through all of them. So this isn't magical thinking. We're not... The aim is not to somehow transform the other person's life. Like if I just do it strongly enough, they'll feel happy. And you call them like, what were you doing on Thursday at 9.30? How, did you feel happy? <laughs> this is about transforming our own heart and mind, exploring the boundaries that we create inside to protect ourselves. And as those boundaries slowly uh, dissolve, and we develop strength, that transforms how we show up in the world, which obviously has an effect on others. So offering the phrases, there are many ways to do, to, it's a, just rewind and start that sentence over again. Um, the spirit is one of gift giving. 
Sharon likes to give the examples. You know, there are many ways to give a gift. Right? So I can, uh, I can give you a gift because I like you and I want you to like me. I can give you a gift because I'm sitting up here and I think everyone will admire me and think how generous Orin is if I give you a gift in front of people. I can give you a gift because maybe I like something that you have and I think if I give you this, maybe you'll give me that. I can give you a gift because I don't like you. I know this clock breaks all the time and runs slow and, oh, here, have the, you know, it's a great clock, go ahead. So the spirit of the phrase is, is just one of generosity. It's like wishing someone a happy birthday. Hey, have a happy birthday. We know that anything can happen. We know that we can't control their day just by saying have a happy birthday. But it's the sincerity of the wish that matters, saying, I I hope you have a good day. Or when you part with someone and you say, you know, get home safely, have a good trip. We know that it's not up to us, but we mean it when we say it. It's that spirit of offering, of blessing. So imbued within the metta practice is the wisdom of equanimity. May you be happy, even though I can't make you happy is implied, is understood. May you be healthy, as healthy as possible. So, we'll offer um, some phrases here in the hall that are kind of general general phrases many of us use. Um, posted on the board... At some point, looks like I left it back at my cottage. Um, we'll post some other phrases. And uh, you can, over the course of the day today, particularly if you're new to the practice, find your own phrases. Find words that work for you. And aim to settle on three or four phrases, maybe by later this afternoon. You know. The more you keep changing the phrases and tweaking them, the harder it is for the mind to settle. The simpler the phrases, the more that supports the concentration. So you can experiment a little and then aim for, you know, by this afternoon, settling on a few phrases that are uh, good enough. They don't have to be perfect. If you get lost, if you get overwhelmed, if something really difficult or painful comes up, remember at any point you can put the phrases down, come back to the simplicity of feeling your breath, feeling your body, open the eyes if you need to. Okay. All right, so let's practice together a little bit. Remembering this invitation to sit comfortably, allowing the body to be at ease. You might even imagine 
that you're someplace really relaxing and peaceful. Maybe your favorite favorite easy chair or sitting in the warm sun. So just inviting the mind and the body to be at ease. Become aware of the body as a whole. So just feeling the warmth, the weight or mass of your body resting on the cushion or the chair. We connect with metta, with our whole being, not just our thoughts or mind, but with our heart and our body. Letting your attention really settle in, feeling the ground, feeling the vitality of the breath come and go. time, go ahead and bring to mind the image of an easy being, sometimes referred to as a benefactor. And make it really specific. So try to picture where they are, position of their body, the expression on their face. If you're less visually inclined, the image may not be as sharp and you can focus more on how it feels to be with that person. kinesthetic experience of being in the same place together. As you see their image, just begin to rest your attention at the center of your chest, just in the sternum, what we might call the emotional heart. 
Allow the wish for this person's well-being to arise. You might even just say the word silently to yourself, kindness. Connection. Some people find it helpful to place one hand over their heart. If you like, you can experiment with that. And just sensing any connection that might be present for you as you think of this person or being. A quiet, wordless connection. I'll repeat some phrases and you can silently repeat these in your own mind. Just offering them one at a time from your heart to theirs. Remember aiming for the sincerity of the meaning. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you be happy. May you live with ease. From time to time, you can say the person's name at the beginning to heighten the feeling of connection. And after a few rounds, if you like, you can just pause, feel the body, feel your heart, just leaving some space to notice what's happening and then continue. safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease.
taking your time, there's no rush. See their image. Calling forth that felt sense of how it is to be together. And inviting the heart, allowing the heart to love, to connect. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. Gathering your attention, offering just one phrase.
May you be safe. Be happy. Be healthy. May you live with ease. Whenever you forget, when the mind drifts off into some story or memory, bringing the spirit of kindness to yourself, to how we're practicing. Oh, that's okay. Great, look, we remembered. Just gently letting go. Coming back to the image, your heart, and beginning again. connection with the benefactor starts to fade, it's fine to bring someone else to mind, another benefactor, someone else in your life who's helped you, who supports you, or just who's been kind, who you feel a connection with. Letting that person's image come into your mind's eye. making it as sharp and real and clear as possible.
sensing any natural connection between yourself and this person or being. And then from your heart to theirs, as patiently offering the phrases one at a time. May be safe. May be happy. May be healthy. May live with ease. If you like, you can continue offering metta for this being. Or you can experiment with letting their image fade and turning your attention to yourself. Usually when we offer metta to ourself, we don't generally use an image, we just feel our own body, our own heart in the moment, offering the phrases for ourselves. So we're both the giver and the receiver. For some, if that's hard, we can be creative. You could imagine the benefactor sending phrases to you and receiving love from them. 
You could imagine a younger version of yourself and offering metta to that part of your heart. I invite you to see what feels appropriate and genuine for you in this moment. Seeing how it is to offer these wishes to yourself. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease. May I love myself unconditionally, just as I am.
Oh, it can be hard to offer metta to oneself. I uh, meant to bring a little friend in with me. I actually brought him down here, but left him in the staff dining room. It's my friend Roger. It's a little stuffed animal. When I lived here at IMS back in the early 2000s, I was going through a really hard time in my life. And uh, I found him in Northampton in a gift shop. And I felt so loved <laughs> just seeing this little stuffed animal. And he, he was my benefactor for a while. He would just send me metta. I just look at him and I just feel loved. So wherever you find it, I'll bring him in later. You get to meet him. He's great. Wherever you find that connection, just letting it in for yourself, offering it to another. So uh, today, the easy being, start where it's easy, okay? If there's somebody you want to work on your relationship with them this week, there's time for that. You don't have to rush into it. Go slow. So I'll say more about walking with metta in a little bit, but during the sittings today, just work with the easiest person. For some, that's going to be yourself. Great, do metta for yourself the whole period, all day. If it's the benefactor, then work with one, two, even three benefactors if you like. You can cycle through their images. Give yourself enough time with each person that you can settle into it. The more you're changing things, the harder it is for the mind to settle. Okay, and it can be helpful to work with one person and then bring someone else in to keep the connection vital and alive. So any questions about these instructions? I can repeat, yeah. Yeah, please. What do you do when they simply become words and the heart is disengaged? What do you do when they simply become words and the heart is disengaged? So raise your hand if you noticed that at all. Okay. Uh, keep going. So this is why we practice. It's really easy to feel kind and loving when it's someone we like, when we feel a connection. Do we know how to bring our heart and mind back to kindness when we feel dry, bored, irritated? It doesn't mean we're all of a sudden filled with love but we can still be kind. Thomas Merton says, um, prayer and love are learned in the hour when the heart has turned to stone and prayer seems impossible. So it's during those times when it feels like it's rote and boring and just totally dry, meaningless words that we learn how to touch the sincerity of our heart's value for kindness. Just keep aiming. It's not about the feeling. So just come back. What does it mean? May you be happy. May you be deeply happy. Can I find the part of my heart that means that and just touch it with awareness? And it will feel totally dry sometimes. That's okay. Something's happening. Compared to all of the meaningless drivel that usually goes through our mind, (laughs) just saying, may you be safe, may you be happy, is better. (laughs) 
So even if you're not feeling it, just trust the practice. Yeah, please, in the way back of the blue shirt. Conversely, when we're feeling the feeling well, can we use that as the anchor and let go of the word? Great, thank you. These are really, really useful questions. So, um, yes, the question was, when we're really actually feeling some of the feeling and the connection, can we let go of the words and just use that as the anchor? So what we talk about is in any one moment of practice, one of three things may be in the foreground. And they change as the practice flows and you can allow it to shift. So it might be the phrase that's predominant. And you see the image and maybe there's some connection with the heart or not, but the phrase is really clear and strong. It might be the image of the person comes really vividly, sharply into focus. Or as you're saying, it could be the feeling of metta or the sincerity of the intention in the, in the heart. So you can allow yourself to anchor with whichever one. And if the feeling or the image becomes really strong, you can try simplifying the phrases. So it might just be safe, happy, healthy, well. And then you just rest with the feeling for a while. And then you bring the phrase back just to stay connected, just to make sure you're not drifting, safe, happy, like that. Thank you. Yeah, Sherwin. Um, I struggle, as much as I've done this, with visualizing. Mm-hmm. And even when I get to the feeling, I'm, I think, trying so hard to capture that feeling, where if I'm sending meta, I have no issue sending meta anytime I've done this to anybody, um, sending out. Mm-hmm. So like a generalized you, uh, I, I like I rest in the feeling of, in my heart, of sending it out mm-hmm. versus sending it out when I'm trying to send it to a particular image or mm. a particular, out to a particular feeling, uh, I get stuck in the process. Yeah. So let, let me just say back what I'm hearing and see if I'm getting it. So what I heard was that when you're just sending it out in a general way to a kind of universal or general you... You can feel that connection and it flows. But when you try to think of a specific person, it gets more complicated. It's hard to visualize them. You find yourself grasping or contracting. It becomes more difficult. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's great that you can feel that connection in a general way. Um, my inclination would be to build on that, to sort of trust that, maybe start there. And then bring in, uh, so you, you kind of establish that, that rhythm, that sort of frequency or feeling, connection. And then within that field, bring someone in. So you create that field first and then bring someone to mind that's easy for you to care for. Because part of the aim of this practice and the, the way it's structured with the categories is to start to reveal the way we draw circles and lines of affection in our life, that you're worthy of my love and and you get some, but not as much. And I don't really pay attention to you over here and you definitely don't get any, (laughs) right? And to see what is the effect on our heart of that? And how do we start to explore and bridge those lines? So it's it's important to be able to think of specific people, which reveals to us the boundaries in our heart. 
So try to be patient and gentle with yourself with it. And when you notice the contraction, the trying, the struggling, so you can take a breath, feel your body, and come back to the spirit, the tone of kindness. This is just a form, right? So try to hold it lightly and just rest with the phrases. Don't have to feel anything special and just kind of experiment. So I want to shift gears. We'll have time for questions this, uh, this afternoon with Sharon and the small group. So I want to make a few announcements and then share some tips on walking. Um, so today we'll continue with our small group meetings. Today all the meetings will be upstairs again, up the main staircase. There'll be one group uh, at 9.30 just after here and then another group at 11. If you're in the 11 o'clock group, you'll be going to lunch closer to noon. Again, there'll be an optional sit here in the hall at 11.30. So you're welcome to come sit at 11.30 and take lunch a little bit later too. Um, if you're, so please, if you haven't checked the board today, please check the board. If your name isn't posted today, there's one more day of groups tomorrow before we'll have seen anyone. Okay, so if you're not in a group today, don't worry, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, this afternoon, uh, is the 145 practice leader here in the hall? Great. So, Susie, can you ring the bell at 225, five minutes early? And so for those who'd like to go to movement, Lissa will start the movement session at 235. So it gives you a 10-minute transition to get from here downstairs. Please try to be there by 235 so we all start together. And she'll end the movement session by 320. 10 minutes before Sharon's session, so you have a 10-minute transition. So just as we have that kind of agreement and etiquette here in the call in the hall to come at the beginning and stay to the end, same with the movement. You have 10-minute transition. Try to be there by 2.35, and she'll go until 3.20 and give you 10 minutes to get up here and settle in for Sharon's session. Uh, last thing on the schedule, uh, so today the affinity group sit at 6.30 will be for the LGD, LGBTQ plus Sangha. And then uh, last announcement, just a reminder um, that it is tick season. So um, when you're outside, uh, even if you're just walking on the lawn or the grass, you might, if you're wearing long pants, you can tuck your pants into your socks before you come into the building, there are brushes at all the doors. Brush your pants off. And once a day before you go to bed, we highly recommend just doing a tick check. Just check your body. Make sure that no little critters have found their way onto you. So walking practice with metta. So in the mindfulness practice we did yesterday, the anchor in walking are the sensations in the body the sensations of walking. With metta, we let go of that and we stay with the phrases in a simplified way. So the idea is that we're practicing resting our attention with the phrases all day long in the sitting, in the walking, in between things. Now, there's a lot going on here if you haven't noticed, right? You got the image, you got the phrase, you're trying to feel it or at least be sincere. That's a lot to do and walk, <laughs> particularly at first if you're just getting used to the practice. So you can simplify things. So in the walking, you could just have two phrases. 
Generally, it's easier to do metta for oneself in the walking because you're not trying to think of someone else. So if you want, you can try that. Now be safe. Be happy. Be safe. Be happy. Just like that. Even just two words, safe, happy, safe, happy, or whatever the words are that you want to use. If it's easy for you to keep three or four phrases or words going, great, that's fine. You don't have to walk at any special pace. Walk at a pace that feels easeful, that feels natural and comfortable for your body. Personally, I do recommend still having a walking path and pacing back and forth when you're doing the formal walking periods. It provides some structure for the mind. We get to the end of the path and we stop. It's like it checks us if we're off in some fantasy or story. If you're just taking a walk, you can walk for half an hour before you remember, oh, may I be safe? So, you know, there's time during the day to take a nice long walk. But during the formal walking periods, my encouragement would be to choose a a path, walk, stop, turn, walk back at an easy pace and keep the phrases going. Now, if it, if it brings a lot up for you to be offering metta to yourself, as is so common, you can work with the benefactor. And there are different ways of doing that. So some people like to imagine the benefactor walking alongside them. So you're just taking a walk together. <laughs> right? And you can take some time just feeling how that feels to walk together and resting your attention with the heart without any words. And then dropping in, you know, a phrase or two or one or two words, safe, happy, safe, happy. Some people like to picture their benefactor on the other side of the walking path. So you're walking towards them. And then you turn there on the other side. Boom, magically, just like that. And you walk back towards them. So again, you can be creative with it. The aim is to just lightly keep the connection with the phrases going. Same thing in between. So in a moment when we get up and you go to the walking room to get your shoes or your coat, as you stand, as you walk, see if you can just lightly keep a connection with a phrase or two going. Oh, safe, happy, at ease. If somebody you know comes across your field of view or say you're doing your walking outside and you notice a little bird come and land, that's fine. Just offer metta to them. Offer metta to the bird for a few phrases and then come back. Okay? So it doesn't need to be tight or rigid. Right? We're practicing kindness, so let it flow. And again, if you start to feel overwhelmed, confused, like you're just tying yourself in knots, just put it down. Feel your body. Take a few breaths. You can do some mindful walking and just settle into the simplicity of being here. right? And then just begin again with a light heart. Enjoy your practice. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.